Welcome back, Franchise Audio. Thank you so much for fucking tuning in to another week. HJ, it's fucking, I got Eddie here next to me. You're listening to Franchise Audio this week. And uh, like a couple of important updates, I guess, for the week. Uh, We wanted to catch you guys up on some stuff. And something interesting that I saw the other day uh, that a lot of people are getting more in touch with right now, which is uh, Seaspiracy. It's a Netflix documentary about the ocean and about fish in general and the consumption of fish and the, even the, I guess to, to put it more plainly, the degradation of the ocean and how we're slowly destroying the most important um, thing to the planet, which is fish and the ocean. So if you guys haven't watched the, the documentary, like Jay hasn't watched it just yet, but He's probably going to check it out after this. Yeah, because I fucking love fish. You know, I all types of fish. Salmon, tuna, even like the slangs. I know we call pussy fish sometimes. Or like back in the day, even you know, like, even though pussy shouldn't be fishes. But like, you know, that's, <laughs> that, back in the day, that's like what it was. And in Spanish, you say bacalao sometimes. Is that the, the like Code 45 one? The, the blind man, right? Passing by a fish market. Yeah. Some, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've heard it before. That it's, yeah, it's kind of like an outdated slang. But we're okay. But no, I just love fish in general. But I'll definitely check out the documentary for sure. And, you know, I'm someone that, that likes uh, fish a lot, too. And one of the reasons Sushi, why... Sushi. All that shit. It's delicious. Uh, one of the reasons why I, I stopped um, consuming so much meat and trying to, like, incorporate more fish or different types of protein into my diet was because of... Um, just the way, you know, the meat industry is in the United States. Yeah. The mass production of meat and, you know, what that means for animals and stuff like that. I haven't gone full vegan. I don't know. I don't think I will. But uh, I, I lowered the meat, meat consumption and the buying of meat for that reason. Um, and Seaspiracy, on the other hand, shows you what commercial fishing does to the ocean. And on top of that, it shows you how unregulated it is how often it's going on, how much fish are actually getting caught, how over the last like 50 to 60 years, you've seen a decrease in population of fish to somewhere in the 90s to 95%. Because we're just out there like overfishing. We're overfishing. And on top of overfishing, there's a lot of fish that get caught in nets that uh, don't belong to that, like uh, to, for example, to that, to that um, catch, like you and catch they'll die. Tuna and like oh. the salmon in there gets you're saying right, right? They would you wouldn't catch salmon because uh, salmon you you get in freshwater. Whatever the like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would get like for example, a bird would get caught in that. Oh, just completely different species. You're talking yeah, about. or a oh. shark would get caught in that, and okay. they would die off. Like there's a there's a six species of shark that have decreased in population in over to the 80s to 90 percent just as off wow dolphin just whales like, just from like a cause and effect yeah so just off of um like a residual effect of actually just fishing for things like like tuna uh halibut different types of fish you see this going on across the entire world um predominantly in asia france the the coast of africa and of course it's not you know it's not uh, exclusive to these people, but it's it's more it's more about the commercial fishers and what they're doing. I'm guessing it's less regulated and it's to it's do not, out there in those places. Huh? It, the ocean's big as fuck. Yeah, for sure. So you have many times that even illegal fishing is really hard to catch because it's out in open waters. So you need like someone to go and monitor that stuff. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of like issues going on with it because of its unreg uh, regulation. 
But even the governments that are regulating it will not regulate commercial fishing is what you're seeing. They'll regulate, like, people going out into the ocean on kayaks. Like, that doesn't fucking matter to the Or, ocean. like, us, just, like, if we had a boat just going out and just fishing with, like, our boys, right? Or yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that was, okay. is what they're regulating. But that, that makes, doesn't do shit. Yeah, because that makes sense because I've always heard just around the circles of that, mm-hmm. like, be careful what you catch because if, like, Coast Guard or SCC pulls yeah, yeah, you yeah. over and if they catch you with, like, some of these fish are bigger than what, you know, the size that they allow or anything, that they'll really bust your ass. Oh, and it's some crazy fines and 100%. stuff like that. So anyway, it, it, it's it's a basically a documentary beyond not just what's going on to our oceans, because our oceans are being destroyed and the population of a lot of species in the oceans are becoming endangered, threatened, or at worst extinct because of commercial fishing. Yeah. But dude, it, it was talking about, you know how the Amazon, like they're chopping down the Amazon at like, I think it's like almost like 2.5 million acres like a month. Well, we're losing territory as far as oxygen in comparison monthly to 2.5 trillion in the ocean. With commercial fishers, what they'll do is they'll put an entire net out that goes to the, directly to the bottom and they'll catch whatever gets, gets caught in there. But they'll yeah. go for miles with that. And as they're pulling up the fish, you don't see it, but they're destroying coral reefs. They're destroying um, kelp. And yeah, that's no good. And kelp, the ocean is really what hosts most of our carbon dioxide and converts it back into oxygen. There's a lot of uh, species of plants that are not seen in the ocean that provide that regulation for the environment and helps with climate change. So um, it's not just about the fish. It's also about like, yo, this is going to harm our planet. The most interesting thing I saw in the documentary, though, was how it's not just the fact that it's unregulated, but how large scale it is. You have, you have from down to the fishing is a problem yeah. to the killing of different species is a problem mm-hmm. to, you know how people tell you, hey, uh, don't use plastic straws because you're, 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 resi- the turtle you're going to kill the, the turtles and stuff like and that. that crazy shit. You know yeah. how much there's, I didn't know this until I, I saw it, but you know how much of plastic is actually in the ocean from like straws and stuff like that? 0.003%. Dude, you know, that one, that's atrocious because, you know, all plastic that we've ever made in this world is but still, like, on this planet. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's why it's hard to, to break down. It's um, Yeah, it's damn near impossible. So a lot of the plastics in the oceans, uh, what happens is, is they, they become microplastics, which is plastics that break down, but they're yeah. not completely broken down. Yeah. So they're super micro scale that that is what is killing species of fish. But here's the biggest uh, issue. So... Even if the entire world stops using plastic straws tomorrow, it is not going to do any of the changing that is necessary. You know why? There's this huge area from Hawaii to uh, Cali. There's this huge like 1.6 billion tons of plastic are accumulated in that area. In that ocean is pure plastic. See, that's crazy, bro. And straws and shit like that don't account for... Nothing. It's 0.003. You know what accounts for over 47% of the plastic in that area? The 1.6 billion tons of it? Fishing lines, fishing nets. Wow. And that's from commercial fishing, dog. That has, it has nothing to do with just going to Starbucks and saying, hey, can I have the, the one that's a sippy cup instead of getting a straw? It has it's less not your, to do with it's that. It's not us regular consumers. It's, it's not it's, our regular consumption. Damn, it's these people that are like um, fulfilling these orders for like supermarkets and these restaurants and all that shit. It's massive, massive. Because what happens is, is that these, 
and it's a fuck ton of boats. We're talking about that millions of boats going yeah. out to do this fishing. So it's really hard to, you're thinking of like, fuck, like how, how many boats can it be, right? Like you think about the meat industry, it's very easy to go to a meat factory and see, hey, what the fuck are you doing to the mistreating of the animals? It's yeah. very easy to document these things, but it's very hard to go to Japan and get video of what's going on because it's restricted. You don't have access to it and you could get fined and even put in jail because this is kept super low key. Of course, you know how many families are fed off of these businesses, this commercial fishing? And so Japan, they started killing whales again, which is why the person that made this documentary got interested in seeing why Japan got, got off of um, protecting whales because it was illegal to fish for whales since 1986. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. And Japan said, no, fuck it, we're going to kill whales again. And so you see how whales are dying and off of residually like whales are dying because of plastic. Most of these whales are dying because of microplastics and fishing that's being caught into their stomach. So it's not just about like people consuming and stopping the consumption of plastic. Like, yeah, sure, that will help. But if we really want to tackle like climate change, if we really want to tackle like environmental change, if we really want to tackle the preservation of the oceans, if we want to tackle, fuck, dude, plastic, like uh, plastic being wasted and just waste in general in the earth, we have to look at how we're treating our oceans. And this documentary was very eye-opening in the sense of like, holy fuck, there's something out there so grand scale yeah, and it's so deeply rooted that even the the companies like the GMO companies that are certifying like, oh yeah, this, this product... Uh, was fished in in a in a in a way that that protected the environment that yeah. it was um that it was sustainable like even they get paid to put that on the labels so they don't even have someone going out there and checking if it was sustainable or not on those boats because you need someone on those boats to verify many times people won't even go out there so there's no way right now to tell if you are getting a sustainable fish bro this this is so fucked because I've feel like no matter what industry right now at least in particular with food that you look into it's so damn manipulated it's yeah. a lot of uh marketing it's a lot of like misleading and misdirecting the consumer so it's just what the fuck do i eat then really like i have to really just become a raw vegan and eat nuts seeds and kale that's it like that's that's all i get no you see like things like this make me make me i guess troubleshoot a little bit in my head because i i agree with you right like fuck what industry then can i trust or what industry can i go and become a consumer of yeah. that is sustainable for the planet or that i am at least being able to to buy something that i know was caught in a in a in a way that isn't harming everything else ethical or, right yes yeah, so in a more ethical way like what what can i do in that sense and you know where i keep leaning buy from local Farmers, like the people that you know, yeah. that have the farm, that do the raising, that do the, buy from local farmers, grow it yourself. Whatever so straight you up can, sustainability, yeah. right? Literally, grow it yourself as much as you can, because obviously, to a certain point, like no, nobody has, not a lot of people have access into having a farm. Yeah, or not just a, land where they can do it and shit. Yeah, not not a lot of people have access to doing those things. But yo, if you could grow basil, if you could, you just need a pot. If you could grow basil, yeah, fine, your herbs understand. and things like that, yeah, very easy to do yourself. Tomatoes, whatever the fuck you could grow, grow it because the more you see, 
It, it, it's a money game, man. Well, Everything is day, a money game. It's about the bottom line. It really is about the bottom line, and it and it really gets you to think like if it's just really all about the bottom line, how much um accounting is going in for like the health of these consumers? Yeah. Because like you're saying, like on these packages, you're getting like misled, and it's saying, oh, this was caught in an ethical way, or this was caught in a in a. When they're just uh, being paid. In a healthy way for the environment. But at the end of the day, someone's just fucking cutting them a check and that's getting pushed out on the label and then pushed out to millions of people that are that think that they're doing something good for the environment and their body, which in reality you might just be eating fucking plastic filled fish. There's a there, there's one thing on the documentary that really disgusted me. And it's um there's so many sharks dying by the Tens of thousands. And we need sharks. Shark is super crucial to Look how many ecosystem. sharks are dying right now. 10,000 per minute. Yes, yeah, that's, that's way too much. 10,000 per minute. Yeah, if those were just birds falling out from the sky. And like, hitting, look hitting at the, the exactly. It, that, then, then it'd be a problem. If then 10, people would be like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Just falling out of the sky. Then people would be like, hey, hey, and hey. The thing people don't understand about sharks is they're super necessary for the oceans. They're apex predators. Yeah. They make sure that other species are kept in check. Yeah. They make sure that those other species are not overpopulating and destroying the subsidiary uh, species because the subsidiary species are what keeps the coral reefs alive, the kelps yeah. alive, all these other things. So they're making sure that there's no overpopulation and you need that in nature. You know what they're doing in Asia? Like as a form of status and symbol? Eating shark fin soup. You know what that is? Cutting off the fin of a shark, literally putting it into like a preservation, then cooking it in a soup yeah. and eating that because it's a status of money. It's a status of like symbol in Asia. I, and it's like $180 per the soup and it doesn't even taste at anything. There's no nutritional substance you can get from shark fins. Like there's no nutrients. You, your body can even break down from it. Yeah, shark is, is all muscle. You know, it's just... And you're consuming the fin just for status, just for, for symbol. That, that's all it's, it's about. You see, like, I want, it, that how, fa- me, like, how far really, does really. culture take you? And, you yeah. know, and, like, and just being f- from somewhere different and doing things differently because to be consuming, like you're saying, yeah, it's disgusting. Shark fin soup is just like, what's the use of that? You know, like, what, like you're saying, like you're telling me here there's like no nutritional value. Why the fuck would you want to consume it? It doesn't even taste good. Another reason why the fuck you want you, would you want to consume it? Like it, it may, that shit makes no sense to me. And look, at the end of the day, it's it's one documentary. I just I just you know recently watched it. It's one documentary, right? I'm still gonna go out and do more of my research yeah. to make sure that you know there's. Oh, I'm still eating fish, at least for right now. There, there has to be some, some dude. I'm telling you, man, watching that documentary, yeah. legitimately, legitimately will at least make you reflect on like. Fuck, maybe not so often. It, it, it legit made me think about that because in how quickly it's happening, yeah, it's going to change the landscape of the earth. It already is. But I'm saying... 10,000 like, sharks dying per minute. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mean. going to change the landscape of the earth sooner rather than later. Like 2040, we're going to see a very different ocean than what we see right now. And that's scary to think about. The ocean is a beautiful, vast place yeah. that we're still trying to explore and understand. Like, we don't know much about the creatures that live in the ocean. Yeah, very true. And so, uh, it, it at least, like, watching the documentary makes me want to go out, do more research into seeing if there is any ethical way of consumption of fish. 
Because, or just food at this point, or, right? Yeah, or food in general, but more so to make sure that whatever I'm seeing is, yeah. is verifiable, you know, with other facts. But also on top of that, it's like, if I'm going to consume fish at all, like, should I just go and fish it? Type shit. Because it's bad, man. Does the documentary, is it kind of just... Well, obviously, it's shining a light on what's going on, yeah. right? But is it also, in a way, offering maybe a type of solution or a suggestion? Or is it just kind of... It's almost like a call of arms. Call of arms. This is what's going on. Let's get as much people on, as much brain power to see how we can start shaping things. This is what's going on. It, it, bro, it, it was on... Uh, for me, it felt like this is what's going on. Please help. Like, we don't have time. Yeah. So, like, please. Somebody watch this. And I hope that by watching this, then... Something will change. Dude, in the year 1948, they were fishing over two tons of fish per month. Now they're fishing over two tons of fish per year. The population of fish is dramatically decreasing. Wait, I think you said that backwards. No, no, no. In Like in the 1950s, we were fishing over two tons of fish per month. Yeah. Today, we are fishing over two tons of fish total a year. Meaning in 11 months more, it's taking us to fish that amount of fish. Oh, okay. I see what you're... Okay, There's so, not oh, enough okay, fish yeah, in the oh, ocean. Yeah, yeah, The fish are just straight up running out. Dude, we are running out of fish by overfishing. Damn, dude. I've always... I remember um, back in college, one of my teachers, they, they brought up like this like very same point, like just the overfishing and like um, our world's natural resources and their scarcity and how we shouldn't be fucking with it the way yeah. that we are. And... I remember, like, kind of agreeing with him, like, thinking, like, yeah, like, if something is scarce, eventually, you know, it will It'll, get to a yeah. point, so it will run out. It's just hearing you talk about this now, it makes it even that much more of a fact, and it's just really making me think even that much more, like, bro, like, something like this can happen, and, it, and the fucked up part is that it will be all our doing. Yeah. You know, like, we are the ones that have just enabled and continue to let this type of thing go on to think, like, something like fish can just disappear from our oceans. It's just, it's just nuts to me. And the only way, honestly, to help is by letting nature be. Like, just stopping. Kind of, yeah, and that's, gonna, and that's impossible, right? I don't, I don't see a world where that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I, it's, it's a money game, right? People want to get out of power to consume it. People want to bring that to the consumer. And if it makes a ton of money, you know, that's, that's where people go. But it, it's interesting nonetheless. And I, and I think um, as far as if you guys haven't watched Seaspiracy, I would... Give it, a, give it a watch because it at least had me intrigued. It at least has me thinking about consumption of fish. And um, now it has me wanting to research a couple of things to see, uh, not only to fact check it and make sure that everything is, you know, is going where we're, or they're getting the, their, their source material from reliable uh, sources. But uh, it looks like it is. And even if, they're, even if they're exaggerating for dramatic sake, even in exaggeration, yeah. but, uh, like, let's knock that number down 20%. Let's say it was 2,000 sharks dying from it. That is still a massive, 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 massive problem. Yeah. That's still a fuck ton, man. Like, if we put it at a scale, there's six people that die from sharks attacks like per six months or something like that. It's what I would think. You know what I mean? Like, if we put that uh, to scale together, we are, we, like, the human race... Is the biggest Little virus sharks. that exists on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. 
bro. Sharks yeah. go on. You know to something that I because I, I just came from from San Diego and and something that um that well we were kayaking out in the ocean. Me and my and my girlfriend Nikki. We were kayaking out in the ocean. We had kind of like a tour and we were passing by this beautiful beautiful um area in San Diego in La Jolla. And under where we were, um, there were the kayak tour guide, and I'm talking about the, at least down, you could probably think it's 30 to 40 feet. That's enough for shark territory, right? Oh, what? Easy I've money. seen them out in just South Beach on the shore on a regular Doing Sunday. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, hanging out. Fuck. So you see that this, the kayak goes and he puts his legs out on the water. And I'm like, hey, what's up with that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bold, yeah. but... You know where you are. Yeah, you see where you are, right? I respect this area. He's like, here's the thing. Underwater here is a kelp forest. And they grow about six uh like six feet a day. And the kelp under here are about twenty feet. And so what happens is is that great whites, massive sharks won't come here because if they get caught in the kelp forest, then they'll drown. Because they need to come up every now and then for air. Oh shit. So Stupid ass sharks. So, <laughs> so they, they stay away because they know. Yeah. They've evolved to a point that they know that kelp for them is something that will for sure kill them if they get caught because it's very easy to get their fins caught in it. So they'll go and not go into that area of the reef. So they won't go and kill the sea lions or anything that is around that area. But interesting note, if we start losing kelp, if we start losing all these things, eventually we could see more shark attacks and stuff like that. But anyway, the, the point is, is that if you guys haven't checked out Seaspiracy... I would definitely go give it a watch because it's just if we're going to do something, you know, as far as with our time, it's always some, it's always interesting to engage areas of uh, of interest that we have. We don't have enough knowledge on. And I yeah. feel like the ocean is one of those things that is just the fuck do we know about the ocean? How do we know Nothing. what's going on in the ocean? Nothing. And commercial fishing is, is slowly for sure going to, to destroy if we don't do something about it soon. Man, I never really thought we'd get to the day where this would be kind of like more and more of a reality, but it's just more of a blaring truth that we need to be conscious, not just like with our sea, but like, you know, with our plastic consumption, just, just every, just every part in life, it seems to be like, we need to be more vigilant about what we're doing. Right. You're talking about now, like uh, global warming is more of a topic now more than ever, you know, pollution in the air, things like this. So it's just, it's just crazy to see, that this shit's not stopping. You know what I mean? Like if we, if you continue to do nothing, if you just kind of continue to sit by and let things get worse, they're gonna do just that. They are gonna continue to get worse. And, and interesting enough, um, the biggest risk factor to global warming and to the planet heating is destruction of and degradation of the ocean. Like I said, most of our oxygen that gets cleaned and purified comes from the ocean. There's there's a, there's a lot of 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 um. There, there's just in the upper layer, there's these things called plankton yeah, and pseudoplankton that are already doing the exchange of carbon dioxide for you. So if we want to preserve the world, Doug, you know what? You know what I just thought of? Like, it, it, it comes down to the fact that we really don't give a shit about preservation because we understand that we're going to die. So we're like, how much can we get now? How much can oh, we get out of it right now? Yes. Because 100%. sustainability, like the word sustainability is about... Let's say you do this, right? Like you're investing right now into Bitcoin. Yeah. Let's say you bought two Bitcoin way back in the day. And now those Bitcoin have the value of 
62 whatever i i haven't checked where it's at but it's a, it should be a, a somewhere upwards of $62,000 you put in $200 into that yeah. sustainability would be i'm not going to waste anything over $200 yeah so as the time progressed of 10 to 20 years you decided that what you were going to do was anything that you were making returns on there you wouldn't touch the initial investment of the $200 yeah. right so this is what sustainability is. You are just going off of what you are producing yes. off of your initial investment. Yes. We are not making the earth sustainable because if we're destroying the Amazon, but we're not planting trees, yeah. if we're destroying the ocean, but we're not letting the ocean take care of itself, if we're doing all these things, then sustainability is literally not going to be possible for the earth because the earth has yeah. X amount and it's a set amount. Of resources yeah much more enough than what is necessary for for humans yeah and it's going to continue going under and under and yeah. under into the negatives much like uh, or unlike money where you put 200 once you get your 200 dollars done on your initial investment is yeah. gone the earth right now had you know like, let's put a number out there like 10 trillion resources yeah like if we keep devastating those resources to the point that they can't accrue interest, they cannot accrue sustainability, yeah. then we're going to get to a point that once things go extinct, then we're really fucked. Yeah, we're just we're just over consuming, right? And we're not really taking into account the effect of our causes. And it's gonna be I mean, interesting is the word I'm gonna use for lack of a better word, but it's really gonna be interesting, like how you say, like in twenty years to see what our ocean's gonna look like in forty years, right? Mm -hmm. Fifty years, because we like it's like it's like you're saying we are consuming at a rapid, rapid rate right now, um, a lot more than what the reserves of the just let's just say Earth has to offer initially, right? It's getting to a point that that we're consuming so much fish that like we have to like tilapia is now a thing, like you know, like like a farmed fish type of product. Like it's just it's just crazy to to the level and the extent that that we'll go to. Just to, I guess, be satisfied at the end of the day. And even farm fish is, is horrible for you. And that's a whole topic for another day. But um, it's just something interesting. And it, that's if, if you haven't seen it, it's very new. Uh, but just something interesting during the week. And then as a perfect transition, you know, we talked a little bit about Bitcoin. Just, just a bit ago as an example for sustainability. And speaking of sustainability, Bitcoin looks like if you invested any amount of money into anything it. anything whatever you could have thrown at it it's, literally any amount of money you could have thrown at it. it's looking like it, it's making you some fucking amazing decent returns it, it shot up today to a to a record high of like 63.5 yeah sixty three thousand five hundred dollars. god bless america and god bless I, the world really and uh, just so people know this is your money tree segment and just so people know wait hey why bitcoin did why did it just do the sixty three thousand five hundred thing it was at 58 last week yeah well coinbase is ipoing yeah uh coinbase if you guys don't know it's a, a cryptocurrency um exchange exchange uh market that exists that it's been existed for a while now. yeah coinbase has been around since like 13 2013 2014 2013, 2014 right? right right around there if i'm not mistaken so it, it's existed for forever now but it's finally going public as a traded company yes tomorrow if i'm not mistaken yeah it will be yeah it's gonna be public on the 14th yeah tomorrow when you listen to this episode and so by the time you guys get this episode, you're going to be able to check E-Trade. You're going to be able to check your Robinhood, whatever uh, stock trading app you have. And you're going to be able to see that you can purchase Coinbase 
as a publicly traded profile. And we are not your financial advisors. And we are not your financial advisors, but Coinbase, of course, is very, you know, as the future, as you look at, hey, uh, what is a stock market? And is it possible to have stock markets in yeah. cryptocurrency? I think yes. I think Coinbase is a an example of that. Yeah. And you know, just to that that's just what I'll say about Coinbase. But Bitcoin is skyrocketing as like secondhand smoke from it because people know that now that it's going public, there's going to be a massive surge of people wanting to buy it. Man, there's there's a lot of reasons why this is is skyrocketing. Definitely this is for sure the year of like institutional support, mm -hmm. right? Where you're seeing corporations pile into Bitcoin more than ever. You're seeing more um, like ETFs wanting to be filed more than ever. A lot of people that said no chance, this is not going to, this is not going to go well. And it is going to fail. A lot of companies that yeah. doubled down on that years ago are now turning tail and saying, you know what? Visa is an example. Hey, yeah. any settlements with Bitcoin, they'll be processed. Yeah, look look at Michael Saylor, for example. Michael Saylor, he's come out publicly before and said that Bitcoin is is, is useless. Yeah. And now, um, just yesterday, they announced that uh, Mike, like, um, Michael, Strategy. Michael Strategy, right, which is Michael Saylor's company, is now going to be paying their board members in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. right? Their treasury is um, almost fully denominated um, in Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's for a lot of, great reasons right when you think about just the bank of the world right because that's essentially what bitcoin is right it's our first fully open digital monetary network right that anybody can partake in no matter what anyone has to say nobody can get in the middle of you um partaking in it and and you know just interacting and exchanging with others not to interrupt you but when you put it that way it almost has like an umami to it it almost tastes like sweet, salty, spicy, fatty, acidic. It has almost like, fuck, that sounds delicious. The bank of the yeah. world. Who yeah. doesn't want to partake in the bank of the yeah, fucking world, Jay? It's, it's literally the bank of the world, the, the bank of the internet, right? Like, like, think about it. Like, you have the first fully You're not open. a financial advisor, motherfucker. No, but, you, but you know what? You'd be saying these delicious yeah. nothings into people's ears that if you heard, hey, you could buy into the bank of the world. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to throw at least five bucks into that. I mean, yeah, but you you'll have people that won't, and and like, I'm I'm telling you now, this shit has not gone away because once you actually understand the technology that is powering this, you you start to learn that this this is tomorrow, this is the future, this will be a part of the world five, ten, fifteen years from now because it's just that powerful. Like you, we look at money, right? At money, at the end of the day. Money is a technology, right? It, yeah. it always has been. Money is just a technology that allows you to spend your wealth of today, mm -hmm. tomorrow, right? Now you have a system like Bitcoin, right, that now gets your layer one money and protects it through very strong fucking encryption, yeah. right? Unbreakable encryption to this day to our standards, right? And puts it on a monetary network, which is fully open, that you can now get your money, your value, and you can transfer that value to any point in the world literally in seconds if you're using the Lightning Network or in about minutes if you're just using um, the Bitcoin Network at half the fee, more than half the fees that it would cost you traditionally with our legacy bank system. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, it's just honestly a nuts idea. Like, like I don't want to say every day, but kind of like, 
every so often when I kind of like do a little bit more reading on Bitcoin and look into this a little bit more and such. Become more bullish. Yeah, I become a lot more bullish because I'm just like, how not? Like, how not? You have a hard money, right? A verifiably digital scarce asset in the world. This is the first of its liking. Like, we, we before Bitcoin, we have never had anything else like this. And since Bitcoin, even though there's been a lot of copycats, we there is still nothing else like this. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy fucking technology. And, and, and we're not financial advisors at all. I mean, if you don't know by now, I mean, when when it halves in twenty forty eight, you'll know then. Yeah. When it's 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 so scarce yeah. that the value of the coin is so high that it, it's almost unimaginable that you. We're listening to this podcast, and for whatever reason, you decided you didn't even want to throw a dollar at it. You'll you'll know then. Yeah. And uh, just to put it, I guess, larger scale, because what Jay is saying is, is just facts. Like that, it's just the matter of fact. It's a system that is not fraudable. There, there's no fraud in the system. It's verified by its own chain. Yeah, censorship resistant, immutable. To change the chain, you need 100% ownership, which at this point, it's yeah. way more than impossible to yeah. have 100% ownership of the blockchain. And then thirdly, it, it's stating that it's the bank of the world is not far-fetched because of something like... Think about... Um, you gave a great example uh, before the podcast when we were talking about just what this means in terms of sending money to... Someone that is in another country, for example. Yeah. And uh, I like your, your example with Salvador. So if you guys don't know, there's a system of remittance, which is basically anytime you're exchanging a currency to another currency, you have to use a system to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I like think of it like exactly like essentially what a remittance is, is whenever somebody, whenever you're sending money to a family member or friend in a less developed country than yeah. you're in, that's essentially a remittance. And the global remittance market is huge. Uh, how how much is huge though? No, huge. Like I, okay, so I in um on the world uh, worldbank.org, right? Um I was only able to see as far back as 2018 for some reason, but in 2018 um the global remittance market was it hit about like 628 billion dollars and they were basically saying stating by like 2026 it sh we should be um at about a trillion dollar um market cap on that. So Think about that for a second. So that is and that's per year. That is just the market of getting a currency from an established, higher developed country. Yeah. And then exchanging it into a less developed country. Yeah. Or it can or it can be to like vice versa. That because in a way, like if you're sending, let's say, from the pounds to the US right, dollar, right. that's also considered remittance as well. But usually the remittance market, what makes it so strong is that um you know you sending money to your family members in Cuba, Venezuela, yeah. Colombia, you know, wherever. And Western Un Union is huge. There's a lot of companies that do it. But think about all the fees that they use for those transactions. Fees and time. Fees, time it takes. You're cutting out the middleman. The middleman no longer exists and the fees are almost unrecognizable. It depends on what system you're using, of course, on how long it takes. But, I mean, we're talking about minutes versus days. Yeah. We're talking about seconds versus hours. Yes. We're talking about a possibility of getting a currency that seems to show that it, it only appreciates. 
Because it's a hard money. Because it's a hard money. Yeah. And a hard money, just to anyone that might be listening and thinking, what the fuck is a hard money? A hard money is a money that you cannot easily fuck with the stock to flow ratio, right? So basically saying like you cannot easily fuck with the supply, right? Our US dollar is not cons- it's considered an easy money or soft money because the government can just print, print more money yeah. always. Gold, real estate, it's considered hard money, hard assets. Why? It's hard. To, even though there's land, just getting more homes is, is hard. Gold, why is it hard money? Because it's, you know, it's scarce. You know, the same way kind of like homes and, and Bitcoin are. You know, you have to go and you have to mine this shit. And historically, we've seen that we don't mine more than like 2% of gold more a year. So Bitcoin is just another example of a hard money. It's just a money where you cannot manipulate the supply of it, where it will always have a higher stock to flow ratio which basically means there will always be more of the asset available than um the amount of the asset coming into the market and it's going to half because built into its system yes is already built in that whatever over so long that it has will become less abundant and less available i can't i, I can't remember the amount of blocks but it's after a certain amount of blocks that are mined it automatically goes and then halves the production um, or the reward per block. So right now we're at like 6.25 Bitcoin that you uh, receive as a miner for mining a block, right? After, let's say, just to put a number, after, let's say, 100,000 of those blocks are mined, um, then that reward is going to half into whatever the fuck. It's like two point whatever. Yeah, three point three, nine, no, three, no, 3.15, I think it goes into. But the point is, is that... Once it's mined, it's done. That will make it a very hard money. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that will establish. Like, think of the fluctuation of the different amount of currencies that exist in the world, right? Yeah. Even our own U.S. currency, the value of the dollar fluctuates a lot because of the availability of printing money. Also, look at third world countries and how the value of their dollar fluctuates on. Oh yeah, that is crazy. An unforeseen amount of yeah. things. Think about how bad venezuela is think about how bad el salvador is think argentina about how bad argentina is and most of these governments are just printing money to almost put like a band-aid over this huge yeah. crack on, a, on 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 the wall and whereas now if you start sending money and trading money through bitcoin in this way then it gives you the ability to have longevity as far as currency and value yeah so I, I just think it's interesting. There's an entire market that Bitcoin can get rid of that will literally make the value of the coin even skyrocket more. Yes. If it gets rid of a, of, of a, cur- of, of a current market cap of $700 billion, if it, if it finds a way to cut out a middleman that big, yeah. think about how much that, that value is going to be. At least some of it is going into Bitcoin because of how useful the coin is already. Yeah, and you already have companies that are working on that very thing that you're talking about, like tackling the remittance market with our first ever open digital monetary network, which is called Bitcoin and the Lightning Network, right? Like you have um, Strike, right? Strike is a company founded by Jack Mallers that they're doing that same exact thing. Like think about a just almost like digital Western Union, not even like digital Western Union, but think of a... Venmo, a cash app that is now powered by the Bitcoin network that allows you to now send these payments cross borders. You know, they just opened up with El Salvador. You know, the beta has been open in the US and in the UK for some time. Like these are already things that now in 2021, as 
infant in a stage that we're in in Bitcoin. Because even if you think, oh, it's just already been around for a little bit, it's only been 12 years. It, it, has, it hasn't really been a long time. We're still at the very baby, baby steps of this shit. So to see that things like this are already happening, it's like, fuck, bro. I don't even want to say five years. What, what the fuck is this shit going to look like in three years? What is it going to look like by the end of this year? And that's, uh, that's how large-scale Bitcoin is. That's why Bitcoin has grown so much in the last four months. That's why now that it's getting a lot of backing, a lot of understanding from different companies that outed them and said that, they, that Bitcoin was not going to succeed. They were not outing a people. They were not outing a, a person. They were not outing a corporation. Yeah. Bitcoin just exists. This is, this is a currency. This is not anything else. Yeah. So when we ask you guys to look into Bitcoin and buy Bitcoin, even though we're not financial advisors. Well, we would never ask you to buy Bitcoin because we can't do that. But we can tell you what we're buying and what yeah. you should look into. It's more of, of a way to pre- protect your sustainability. Yes. This is your oxygen mask this is your, your your life raft like hop on like inform yourself and do it now do it now before the end of this year when bitcoin's worth from 150 to 200,000. this part of the clip i'm going to save and i'm going to put out at the end of this year yeah cuz if it's wrong then i'll probably i don't know um i'll i'll do something i'll i'll think of something embarrassing to do if bitcoin doesn't hit 150 150 to yeah, $70,000. That, that's, that's yeah. how you're feeling. Yeah, I, I'm no problem with it. Wow. I, and I'm bullish as fuck on it, but I, I can't even yeah. say what it's going to hit because I really don't know what the fuck it's going to hit. Yeah. Besides, I know it's not going to hit zero because I won't let it. I'll buy all of it before it hits zero. And so that's Money Trees. That's your information for the week as far as what's going on with Bitcoin because it's, it's hitting massive highs that yeah. haven't been seen before. It's doing crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So that's for you guys to, to kind of to soak in and, and kind of understand the, the picture of what's happening with Bitcoin. Um, and then the cut the bullshit. I'm going to keep this one nice, simple, short and sweet because there's a lot of you motherfuckers out there that need to understand something. Science and medicine is a technology that exists because of the way the human body responds to certain things in the environment. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a 1 in 250,000 case for blood clots. It's like, I think, 6 out of the something million that they've vaccinated. Literally, yeah, that's the number that I saw. Here's what I'm going to say. If you are not going to get the vaccine, okay, I'm sure you have your own reasons. But don't let that reason be because you think they're putting microchips in you because then you are almost admittingly firsthand shaking my hand that you're a fucking moron for sure and here's why but this is because you think microchips aren't a thing i don't think that the most effective way to get a microchip into you is by intramuscular injections okay in a liquid fucking form okay okay all right so i'm gonna tell you guys this Whatever the reasons are, if you're not getting vaccinated because it's the first vaccination that comes out, you're scared of the trials, you're scared of how your body will respond, blah, 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 fine. If you think they're putting a microchip in you, please go to the nearest wall. Make sure that there's a mirror on it. Look right in the fucking mirror and call yourself a fucking idiot. 
I don't believe that they're putting microchips in people yet, right? Yet. But let's say this was an actual thing, right? And someone, let's say someone had information we didn't have and, you know, they really believed it for whatever reason. Would not getting it because of microchips, wouldn't that not be a good idea? I'm just saying. Because let's say the microchip thing is real even 20%, right? That's a high number. You might be fucking, people are getting microchips in you and reprogramming. That's what I'm saying. You know, maybe we shouldn't be so harsh on the microchip motherfuckers. Because like I said, I'm not there yet. If you guys, okay, if you guys are, okay, then I'll change my stance on it. If you believe in the whole microchip thing, then believe in it 100% and never go to a hospital again. Oh, facts, yes. yes. So it's either you double down and then I can, I respect you and, um, and basically say you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. You know what? At this point, he's on his own. Yeah. He's on his own. She's on her own in the world. And at least I can respect you because now you're saying no to everything. Yeah. Or if you're on the microchip thing and you're like, ah, but you go to hospitals and you go to clinics and you get your yearly checkups and shit like that. And you know what? Go to the mirror and call yourself a fucking idiot. Here's the other thing. If you're fucking raw, you should be worried about that first and foremost instead of the microchip because guess what? You could be getting injected with some other shit. Some of you motherfuckers need penicillin. Need it, need it bad. I, I will say one thing too. Even <laughs> though I need it bad, yeah, need it, need it bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking for myself or anything, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, one thing I will say though, and I feel like I'm a little, it's a little like soft. I don't want to say soft, but you know, I guess my age is showing here a little bit. I, I am a, li- I am proud. I don't even know what I say, if I want to say proud, but I am pleasantly amused to see the amount of people that like uh, that are getting vaccinated. Like I thought more people like around our age and everything w- like probably wouldn't. I'm probably like the only one in our group of friends that hasn't gotten vaccinated yet. Yeah, I think I think you are. I mean, I, I know where you're at as far as the vaccinations and stuff like that. And look, hey, I get it. Um, I'm also I'm also someone that I'm getting the vaccination as of now because of what i've looked into yeah i am not going to get vaccinated every year not i I don't get the flu shot every year yeah so i will not get the covid shot every year if it changes a million uh, a million strains yeah i will take care of my body first and foremost as much for sure and we'll go from there but as far as like how much people i guess have have shown to to get vaccinated and how quickly the response has been it is decent and decently nice to see yeah yeah for sure uh, because at the end of the day it's it's the governments have have put this out as fast as possible as available as possible i mean shit like almost anybody could get vaccinated yeah basically free reign now at least i know down here in miami yeah, is yeah it's it's open season you could go to the hard rock as a walk-in they'll give you a shot no problem um but it's it's interesting to see like when we need to to create structure and we need to do something on the fly like fuck it's nice to see that they could at least um provide that and it's also nice to see that a lot of people have gotten vaccinated that yeah have gone out and done that just because yo it's been a fucking year it is going to eventually go back into some sense of normalcy but it's nice to see that people want to get back there quicker no for sure i think that's that's really what what's been like the 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 what's caused people to want to go out and get vaccinated kind of like hey like let's just get this shit over with i've lived already the last year of my life in some sort of fucking 
warped reality. I'm ready to, you know, get back to what it's got to be. So that's fucking, that's amazing. This has been Franchise Audio. This has been your weekly update. And shit, this has been, if you're listening to this a couple years from now, this has been your precursor call to, yeah, we called it. Bitcoin's at a million. Peace. We're not financial advisors.